Welcome everyone. My name is Crystal and I am your host for today. Thank you for tuning in to our new BHSC podcast initiative titled, So You Don't Want to Be a Doctor. The aim of this series is to shed light on career paths outside of medicine and be a resource to fellow BHSC students. Through this initiative, we hope to pique new interests, help break down the BHSC stereotype, and provide tangible advice to students who are thinking of exploring different post-undergraduate pathways, including pursuing graduate programs, taking a fifth year, and entering the workforce. And so with that said, let me first introduce you to our guest today, Claire Barclay. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to have this conversation today. How about we start off with a little bit of an introduction? Thanks, Crystal. Yeah, and I, can I just say, I think it's such a great idea that you guys are doing this. I wish that we'd had something like this when I was sort of navigating my last couple of years of school. It's such a great idea. Yes. So you are in your fifth year of health sciences, correct? I am. Yes. That's amazing. So let's start off with, um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Claire. Um, I am in my fifth year. Um, and I'm a BHSC student. So those are all the basics that you need to know that are the prerequisites for being on this podcast. Um, yeah, I like going on big walks. I love hanging out with my housemates. Um, and I love, you know, learning new stuff. So hopefully that's part of what this podcast will help people do. Yes, that's awesome. Hopefully that is what they will do. And so I guess you mentioned that you were in your fifth year. And so I think something that we're all really interested in knowing is why did you choose to take a fifth year if you're comfortable sharing? Yeah, of course. Um, I'll give you, uh, it's of course, it's a long story, but I'll give you sort of the as condensed of a story as I can with it. Um, so what ended up happening for me was I got really sick in my first, like just complete fluke. I got shingles at age how old was I? I was 18, which is like, that's a disease that you're supposed to get when you're like in your seventies or eighties, right? Like as your immune system starts to break down. So your girl was really going through it. Um, and then promptly after I recovered from my shingles, I ended up getting mono, which took me out for another like eight months. It was brutal. Um, so I ended up taking a reduced course load in my second semester, first year. And that meant that I took, you know, the second part of chemistry in the summer, but I was still missing some courses. And I was like, ah, oh, no worries. I'll do another summer course. I'll make it up some other way. Um, but as I went into my second year, uh, first semester was great, fine, whatever. Uh, things went well. I loved anatomy. Uh, and then in second semester, my mom ended up getting really, really sick. And she was in the ICU for like three months. I couldn't see her. She was not like really functional. It was very, very scary. And that's also sort of the, around the time that I think for a lot of people, sort of mental health stuff starts to come up. You know, you're living on your own and outside of residence. And for me, I was living with my like partner at the time as well. So there was just sort of all this extra stress that was really building up on me. And I just... I just couldn't do the full course load again. I was like, it's not happening. Uh, so I ended up dropping just anatomy, which, you know, as you know, is basically like dropping two courses, which is awesome. Um, and um, I, I like completely tanked the semester. Like I did not do very well at all. Um, and so I decided going into my third year, I guess, that I was going to try and have a bit and oh my mom also recovered she's totally fine she's healthy all as well <laughs> she did not end up you know the worst case scenario did not come to pass which I'm so grateful for um but I was sort of forced to face that sort of period where I was like 
none of, like none of this sort of little stuff like you know finishing your degree on time and whatever the this really strict path like none of that really matters right like as my mom was in the hospital and like going through all this stuff I was like uh does it really matter if like my grades are good and I take a full course load like it doesn't was where I got to so I didn't and my third year I went into it being like okay let's try and make this like like let me have like a balanced life here a little bit more right instead of just having it all be school um so I took the reduced load again and I'm so grateful to Gazla for Dowsey who I don't think she's not with BHSC right now but I think she's coming back um as an academic advisor and she was so amazing with working with like just um mental health and other factors as just like facts of life that you work with which was like a new thing for me like it was kind of previously like uh you know, the, the facts that you're working with are like, oh, how much, what's your productivity like? Like, what can you just like push through and get through it and produce? Um, and not really sort of taking into account, you know, your mental health or other sort of factors in your life. Um, but she was really great at being like, okay, well, you know, if you had broken your left arm and you couldn't, or I'm actually right-handed, whatever. If you broke your right hand and you couldn't write, then we would be making accommodations around the fact that you can't write and we can like do something about that. And, you know, you're not able to function at your full capacity for whatever reason. So let's, you know, not ignore that and just try to push through and let's actually like do something different about that. Uh, so she was really great with that. And I was like, Gaza, like, I don't think I can finish this in four years. And she was like, that's okay. You know, you have some left to work credits, you have some left to work credits, you do them when you can and you can do fifth year or you can do them in the summer. Um, and she was just really realistic with me about what my options were and you know what the consequences of my actions would be right if I what it looked like if I withdrew from a course versus if I failed the course versus you know doing a fifth year so that was really helpful and then you know COVID came and things just sort of played out how they played out I had extra credits to finish um and so that's what I've been doing this year is just finishing it off well thank you so much for sharing that story I, <laughs> It definitely seems like it was quite a journey to get to get here, but I'm so happy that everything worked out the way it worked out um, and that everything is, is going well right now. Yes, fingers crossed that, you know, this is the fifth year. I don't currently have plans to do a sixth year. So. <laughs> well, awesome. I guess um, you touched a little bit on this when you were discussing um, how you were speaking with Gazla and, and like working through the process. Um, I think something we would be interested in, and I'm sure a lot of other students would be interested in, is knowing what the process of actually is like applying for it, taking an extra year. Is it just not having the credits left finished or is there like an additional step to get there? I think um, it might be a bit different for every case. For me, it was pretty straightforward, um, but I would definitely recommend if anyone's thinking about doing a fifth year, like definitely talk to an academic advisor about it. Like don't just uh, you know assume that, like part of why I was able to do it easily was that I'd been in contact with Gaza since my, since my second year. Um, but I think, um, you know, some people also take a fifth year just to get up their grades, right? And they have all the credits that they need. Um, so that, I think that that's probably a different process, right? Or maybe you just don't apply for graduation, but there's no, for me, at least there was no extra paperwork. You know, I just had to be really clear in my communication with my academic advisor. Um, and I very briefly was in contact with um, Stacy, our, uh, our associate dean. I believe so, yes. Yes, um, I wasn't sure about her specific title, but yeah, her, our, the associate dean of our program. 
uh, about just making just clarifying things. Um, but it wasn't scary. It was just like an email. So that's awesome. I think one of the part of the process that when I was thinking, considering, I was like, wow, that seems like it could be really complicated. I was too scared to email. So it's great to hear it's not too much of like a long logistical process to go through for the most part, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't too bad for me. And I would, I, I also would like to say, if you're thinking of doing fifth year and you're emailing the academic advisors, the best time to talk to them is not during the ad drop period. Like contact them <laughs> like really like mid semester of like your fourth year. If you're like, bro, it's time to do a fifth year, you know, like they're too busy otherwise. So that's, that's great advice. I, I'm sure it's always <laughs> been really difficult for people to actually get in contact with academic advice just because of the sheer load of emails they're probably getting every year. Right? Like an insane amount. I'm sure it's it must be such like a busy, busy, busy job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit earlier, you mentioned that you had like a connection with your academic advisor. And I guess something that would be interesting in knowing is we how do you build that kind of connection with your academic advisor? Is it something where you always have to go in and see them physically in the office or is connecting through email significant enough to feel like you have that support? Yeah, I definitely, in the in the very, very beginning, I would go into the office and have in-person meetings. Um, but it got to the place with my mental health where I wasn't really able to keep, like I wasn't able really to get to class very well, which was, mm-hmm. I was devastated because I love going to class. But um, so then it just moved into email and phone calls, honestly, which again, in this day and age, like who's talking on the phone, you know, but it worked, it was, it, it got the job done. Um, and it just was like faster. So yeah, definitely email was still, it was still sufficient, you know, to build that relationship and to have all of that. Um, I know with those, you know, working as an academic advisor, having things, um, written down is important right so you have like a good record so the emails were helpful for the record keeping at the very least you know but Mm -hmm. if you're in person it's nice to see you in person nice to have a balance you know nice to have a mix Mm -hmm. so you felt that the like the online versions even if they people aren't comfortable going in person was still just as effective and it was super effective still yeah and I'm sure you know I worked with Gasla but I know there are other academic advisors that work with PhD who I'm sure are equally talented and amazing and great at the jobs as Kesla, but shout out to my girl because she was awesome. <laughs> great, so, you're making your job. So our next question is, what are some stereotypes about potentially taking a fifth year that you feel like you might've thought about or you might've encountered when you were in your undergraduate degree? Yeah, I guess, um, I, I can't think of many like great positive stereotypes that I at least had when I was going into my fifth year definitely there was like I was I was worried that you know the stereotype would be that you know oh you're a you failed your classes you're like lazy or whatever that's why you're doing a fifth year because you couldn't finish in four years so there's like I mean stigma seems like too strong of a word for it because it's like okay like you're doing a fifth year you know like it's not like it's not that serious but there is a little bit of like a like a negative attitude towards it, at least like from where I was standing when I started thinking about it. And I know some of my, there's about 10 fifth years that I know of in our program, which is kind of crazy because we're at like 340 students. So it's kind of crazy that only 10 are doing like a a fifth year. There might be a few more than that. Um, Those are just the ones that I'm like personally in contact with. 
Um, and a lot of them last year for our original cohort were really like, like they really kept on the download that they weren't graduating. They were really embarrassed that um, they were doing a fifth year. Uh, and even now, you know, might not, they don't share with their, like our new cohort that they're in their fifth year. You know, they, I think it's just a, like a bit of an under the radar, under the radar thing, but those are probably <laughs> stereotypes. <laughs> Did you find that these stereotypes, are you still concerned about them now that you're actually taking your fifth year or has your like, or at least like thought process or opinions about fifth year changed since then? Yeah, I mean, I guess I try not to think too much about the stereotypes just because I think you could definitely get really like wrapped around the axle about what people think about you, you know, mm -hmm. like kind of the facts of the matter are that this is what I chose to do. This is what was best for me. So, you know, whatever somebody else thinks about it is like uh, kind of a moot point, it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, oh, there's something else I was gonna say, but I forget what it was. I'll come back to it if I remember. It sounds good, but that was some great advice because yes, I think, like I agree with you, what you with what you just said. Um, I guess, how has taking a fifth year helped or influenced your current career path that you're planning on going towards? Yeah. So for me, my big, my big meltdown in sort of 2019 for me, that was second year, um, was like winter semester, the winter 2019, I think, um, was, it was really, it was quite a, quite a reckoning, right? Where I, I thought I was gonna like lose my mom and I was having all this other mental health stuff. And I was like, what am I even doing here? Um, and so just, and I say this just because that was part of why I ended up deciding to do a fifth year. And it's also part of just how I like doing a fifth year just kind of fit with how I started thinking about my life in that time which is also when I started thinking about my career really seriously like med school was kind of on the table in first year um but after that period it wasn't really anymore um so I guess taking the fifth year influencing my career it was kind of just it gave me um, making that decision gave me like my whatever future me the 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 ability to sort of um, choose a career that was a little bit more in line with what I really wanted to do and what you know was best for me so I'll, I'll tell you what it is um, I want to be a, a midwife so that's another four years of school um, and I'm going to take a little bit of time off in between, but um, that is something that I sort of, that sort of slowness that I allowed myself to have by taking a fifth year and sort of the more holistic lifestyle that I ended up feeling like I really connected a lot more with and just like having more balance in my life. I thought that I really would benefit from a career that was also sort of more whole life focused rather than like sort of segment of life focused mm -hmm. maybe going to medicine and you know, let's say you're a cardiologist then your job is kind of all about you know cardiology which is great amazing I love that for people that want to be cardiologists but just for me it wasn't um that sort of specificness wasn't what I was looking for and the fifth year sort of let me explore that a bit more yeah that's that's awesome to hear um, I, and it's exciting that you that you're interested in midwifery. I, I think that's what it's called. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, it is midwifery. Yeah, pronunciation too. I know some people think it's like midwifery, right? Because it's like midwife, but no, it's not. 
Well, that's that's super exciting. Um, and honestly, yes, great to hear <laughs> that the time allowed you to really explore your options and also do it in a balanced way where it was good for you. And yeah, well, I feel like for like talking to fourth years now too, like people are so like, it's so stressful, you know, doing all the applications. It's like having a whole other like load of work and a whole other mental load to not only have to be doing like, you know, what you're doing right now, which is already a lot, like doing all of your courses and extracurriculars and whatever, but also having to do so much like thinking about what you're going to do next, you know, like it's mm -hmm. not just like, oh, what, what am I doing? Like, it's so much more, I feel like, of like a mental load, which I think I just said. So that, Yes, I completely agree because I think being having to do so many things at once can definitely be stressful, just piling on top and on top of more and then putting on more and more on top of everything. Yeah, well, and there's so much pressure too, right? Like it's it's hard to make a good decision when you are just like when there's so much going on and like how do you how do you have the time to really think through what you want to do and like really listen to yourself, you know, if there's mm. so much else going on, it, it just seems like it for me at least. It, it would have been a lot easier to just kind of go with the, or maybe not easier, but it would have seemed easier at the time to just sort of go with the flow, what everyone else was doing. Like everyone around us is so intelligent and capable and interesting, right? And they're all, you know, there's, there is a bit of a tendency to take a similar path. And, you know, if without that extra time, like how do you find out if that's actually the path that you want, you know? Mm -hmm. that's very true um what was your favorite part of taking the fifth year or at least like your current year because you're in your fifth year right now yeah. <laughs> my favorite part of this year um I've been really so my current semester is like very light I'm only taking three courses uh, which is including my thesis uh so I'm doing like a lot more I up my volunteering a lot which has been really great um I love I work um downtown uh volunteer downtown I don't know sometimes I just say work instead of volunteer because it's just so much well it's such a mouthful you know volunteer there's a v in there there's so many consonants so <laughs> uh yeah so I would say probably my favorite part is having that like flexibility to really devote my time to the stuff that really matters to me which is volunteering um and you know spending time with my friends and figuring out what comes next too right so mm -hmm. Awesome. And then I guess we're nearing the end, but I think something we would love to hear is what would be your biggest advice to current fourth years? Uh, I think the biggest piece of advice that I could probably give is to figure out how to listen to yourself, which is mostly just sort of, you know, if you can figure out how to look within and find out how you're really feeling uh, respect those feelings, acknowledge those feelings, like give them space to actually exist instead of just really focusing on like the productivity and, you know, the, that sense of future success and competitiveness. Um, I think there's a lot of ways to sort of get there for strategies for me, at least a, a lot of it was like, uh, like mindfulness stuff, which I know is like, not necessarily like the prime way of, you know, accepting knowledge really I guess like through mindfulness but mindfulness like somatic stuff which I know is in a universal word so basically just like body awareness if that makes sense like in academia and especially like with COVID when you're just online all the time 
it was so like you just like get in your head you know like you're not really using your body that much for stuff but it's so like connected to your experience of life so I don't know it's just it's important to take some time to figure out like what your body's actually feeling and not just sort of what your head is like thinking and telling you what you should be feeling like they are really connected so you gotta you gotta figure out what's going on with both of those mm-hmm. uh, and I think part of like the listening to yourself is also um figuring out some different ways of looking at the world too so again with being in BHSC since that's you know sort of a target audience here um I and there are a lot of you know sort of similar opinions similar paths right like I guess hence the purpose of this podcast right give a give a bit of a sense of what the alternatives might look like um and it's really hard to you know figure out what the alternatives are if you if you're surrounded by people that have sort of similar goals um, and live a similar lifestyle uh so for me what was the easiest thing was again coming back to volunteering um volunteering outside of school especially right where you're just interacting with people that have had such different life experiences than you and such different goals and such different priorities um and figuring out what really fits for you and what really resonates with you and not just sort of what is just accepting what's going on around you as like the ultimate objective truth of what's right and true you know what I mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's clear that volunteering has had a really big influence on your journey through this program yeah totally (laughs) and oh and just taking other classes too that's another big one I should talk more about the school part um like I love how like health is just like it's kind of like choose your own adventure you know you take like you can take whatever you want you don't have to take bird courses you can take like what you're actually interested in so I feel like I, I I loved the stuff that I learned um throughout the five years that I've been here it's been so interesting out of curiosity what courses did you take that you really enjoyed? Oh, I took this one in second year. I did so badly in it, but um, it was called Narratives of Health and it completely changed the way that I like saw the world. It was about sort of, um, there's a big focus on uh, disability and noticing sort of how, how spaces are made for certain people. Um, so for example, like we were sitting in our lecture hall and it was like, okay, there's no, so even with physical, disabilities right it's like okay there's no there's no ramps here so how would someone who you know is in a wheelchair be able to access the space they can't so how does that impact the way that they're able to you know access this knowledge that we're talking about here and we talked about race we talked about gender um, and how those all play into the way that we look at health and well-being and healing which was just was transformative and I don't actually know if they if they still run the course it's under a different course code than I what I took it as but if anyone can find it I definitely recommend it it was so cool um and I took psych courses linguistics courses loved linguistics super amazing if anyone has the chance to take those I would definitely recommend those as well um other languages yeah it's just really cool uh and anthropology of course those are like probably my big my big disciplines that I ended up sort of taking from to supplement my (laughs) my stuff that's Super interesting. You took, it seems like you took a lot of variety from like a lot of different, I guess, faculties. Yeah. So yeah. Well, so I, I guess you got to surround yourself and see a lot of different perspectives and different ways of studying and just like different topics and different fields. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Definitely. 100%. And Indigenous studies. That's the other one. I forgot to mention that. I keep coming oh, wow. back. But yeah. That was, that's, I feel like that's like every, like, especially if you're in health science, you want to go into like health. Like you, you need to take an indigenous health course, right? Like we're living on like unceded land. We're working with, you know, 
so many other types of like people it's important to know what you know where you actually are like what things come from where like the place that you're in you know what I mean Mm -hmm. with health and healing especially so yeah thank thank you for sharing that Awesome. Okay. And so before we end, we just wanted to know if you had any final thoughts or things you would like to add. Any final thoughts? Um, I guess my final thought is just that, you know, everyone is doing their best. And as you move, you know, through the world, it's important to remember that and also to have that, you know, be the standard for yourself and that you hold other people too just that you know knowing that most people are really they're really just doing their best out there you know and all you can do is act from a place of love and acceptance and also do your best and everything else is out of your control so thank you so thank you so much Claire for sharing your experiences with fifth year with us today and that brings us to the end of this week's podcast Yay. Thank you so much again for having me, Crystal. It was great to talk to you and see your lovely face over Zoom. I know probably the podcast listeners won't be able to see us, but yes, <laughs> loss, right? Yes. <laughs> so everyone stay tuned for more and we hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Thanks for joining us today and a huge shout out to our guest speakers for sharing their story as well as the fourth year council interviewers who made this possible. If you enjoyed this episode, stay tuned for more in this series coming out every Friday of the week for the remainder of winter 2022. Until next time, stay safe and take care.